Hello and welcome to episode 31 of season 3 of the Three Amigos. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my Amigo Mars. Our Amiga Kylie is um, partying on down after getting the use of all of her limbs. So um, she's on getting a well-deserved break out on the Dublin tiles tonight. So um, it's only myself and Marzi. Uh, we're coming to you tonight watching live the Liverpool versus Man City debacle Excuse on me? TV. Excuse me? Excuse me? The champions. We're watching the champions. We're playing the champion, watching the champions playing the second place team. Who are fair play to them. They're making a jolly old effort. And I'm currently watching my son Divock running up the wing, doing a couple of step overs, losing the ball. Well done, Divock. <laughs> Mersey, it's tough at times, you know. But let's we we have to focus on the positives. We are the champions, and um, and this game won't live long in our memory. We hope. Um, but uh, what game? Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell tell me about game week thirty two <laughs> minus the last fixture of the of the game week. Oh gosh, oh, it's just as bad as this. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the thing is, look, it, 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 it's just amazing the difference a captain blank makes. Um, I mean, I'm on forty three before this one with Rashford blanking, um, and yeah, and and basically that's that's I didn't have Aubameyang, um, which I never had anyway, so. You know, fair play to, to the owners who stuck with him. Uh, look, um, <coughs> it, it, it was it's not the best, but I've had three good weeks mm. still moving up. So you know, sometimes you just take that off with the smooth and and, and move on. Yeah. Um, having sold KDB and watching tonight, you think, oh, why? Do, why? And then, uh, but you do that every time you sell him, right? You just take the risk. Yeah. But I'm just trying to do something different because for me, it's already not the best of seasons. So if I want to do different and go go up, I need to to do something. A little different, and mm. uh, it was a risk. So it was. What about you? Um, same as really. It's um, I've had good green arrows so far since the restart, but um, tonight look well. The Sterling Sterling definitely is doing a lot for me, uh, from a fantasy point of view, if not a Liverpool point of view tonight. But uh, I pretty much had kind of lost my progress that I'd made. I kind of started off after the restart, eighty-one k, and um. Going on live FPL, it's pretty much that. Um, I'm back down to about the eighty thousand again, but um, we'll see. Um, hopefully, Mane might do a little bit here, or Trent, or something like that towards the end of this game. But sure, we will move on. Never mind uh, all that, and uh, and focus on the future, Marzi, Isn't that it? So the um, normally our tradition, of course, is we do a bit, bit of a brief review, but um, we're not we're not in the poem or song format um, mood, shall we say tonight? Um, despite the fact that we are watching the champions, um, so we're just going to still hung over just like our players. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we just, we, we've parted out all week that you know and um, had and had the, had the crack last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch, watching club, you think we're, getting, <laughs> we're about to get relegated. He's absolutely human at the players. Yeah, they'll uh, get an earful about listen. this. Listen, let's move on with our topics. Marzi, as last week, we want to kind of focus this point of the season. It is very much about pinpointing our targets and kind of, um, you know, you can have a fairly tight strategy with no probable double game weeks, no blank game weeks probably coming up. And now we don't 100% know that, I don't believe, because some things could change. But it is pretty much nailed in terms of the schedule. So for that reason, we basically look at the top eight kind of teams that we want to be 
pulling our assets from. Um, and we're going to start up tonight with Man United, Mersey, and you're going to look at them from your FBL perspective on them, their outlook for the next three to five kind of, or three to six, I suppose, game weeks. Um, and what's your thoughts on the Man United players? I mean, listen, uh, United probably been the team, on uh, the most informed team, maybe um, since the restart. It's funny, the null void FC, or some of their supporters anyway, wanted to null void, but yet they benefited the most with the players coming back. And playing, look, listen, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a football fan, uh, second to Liverpool fan, but you appreciate good football, you watch it, and they have been playing some really good football. Um, and I don't really care about opponents because you just have to play what's what's in front of you. But the way the way they're playing and Fernandez bringing in some some of that um, you know charisma back to United, if you like, uh, watching them against Brighton, they they were they were brilliant, honestly brilliant. And you know it's it's, it's an old rain. looking at their fixtures, I mean they've got Bournemouth at home, Villa away, Southampton at home, Crystal Palace away. That that's just the the four. I mean the first three that I, the first two that I just named, Bournemouth and Aston Villa. Probably two of the worst defences in the, in the league. OK, Villa are not shipping as many as they used to do, but they're absolutely uh, not the best uh, uh, defending. And with them needing to win games, this might even work better for United. And Bournemouth have just been awful, absolutely awful. Um, and I, I think uh, the United players will benefit. Now, the, the big question has been, it's not really most people are have seen that and they've gone for, for three United players, but it's, it's like, which three? And... I think the biggest mistake that most of us do as fantasy football players is a lack of patience and trying to switch. I think you just have to pick three players and stick with it. I've seen people go from Fernandez to Martial back to Fernandez. And by doing that, you probably miss the Martial hold and you miss the Fernandez hold. <clears throat> I think for me, what I would say is, I think it's Fernandez plus two. Fernandez will play in every game. He takes set pieces. He is so creative takes shots from everywhere. So he, um, when, when the team sit, especially in, in the conditions that we're playing in where the team sit tight, if he sees a space, he will take a shot. Whereas sometimes the players that need the space with the pace, Martial and Rashford might struggle. And we've seen that <clears throat> so far this season. Um, I think um, you could go three up with three attackers, absolutely. And I'll touch on Pogba as well. But I also think the run of fixtures and the way their defenders are playing... You could easily, you, you should think about having a defender. They're not conceding goals, so I've I've got De Gea. They're not conceding goals, and their defenders are actually joining in the attack. You know, uh, Bisaka's had an awesome start, couple of assists, uh, bonus points as well. Uh, Shaw's uh, is pushing forward. Maguire's always a threat from set pieces. I would look for the for the wing backs because they really are joining in the attack, and they're not the, the most expensive either. Um, so that you know. Uh, that's one area that you could look at United. Now, um, the other, obviously, I've touched on Fernandez, and I think right now, if you have Fernandez uh, plus two, you stick with them, unless there's an injury or something like that. Do not keep switching. So, I know I said after the, when I saw that Greenwood was scoring and playing well, and yes, it is. If you're on wildcard now, right now, and you've got Greenwood uh, as an option there, and Rashford is double his price, if it enables you to get really, really heavy midfield or big at the back because we're seeing a lot of clean sheets and defenders that are scoring as well or assisting, fair play. But if you have Rashford right now and he's playing Bournemouth and Aston Villa, why would you sell him? I mean, there's not, Greenwood could easily be rested, swapped for somebody like James because he's playing out wide. Uh, Rashford, you know, still got a couple of assists in the last game and the game before the last. He's still making chances. Yeah, he's playing a bit out wide, but I think it's 
don't don't do knee jerk reactions. That's what I would say. Um, now, the other thing that is is the turnaround between games, and United have actually got uh, a good space between the games. They're one of the teams that benefits the most out of this, so that could help. You know, your players that we're worried about the the myth injury, whereas Martial has actually been starting most of the games and and seems to be fine. That's what I would say, really, on on United. Yeah. Um, no, no, I, I 100% agree. I have to admit, I would probably have done the reflex. As you know, I got in Pogba on the unlimited transfers, took a bit of a punt on him finishing the season strong. Um, but uh, Fernandez, it's painful watching Man United playing without owning Fernandez at the moment. So I probably, mm. I probably, that's one sideways move. I probably go if I did have the funds, but I don't. So uh, I think at this point, yeah. it's just a matter of sticking it out, as you said. Um, and I would going, say going Fernandez is, is the one. It's like, to be honest, I mean, I know I just sold him, but he's the KDB for, for United, right? Mm. He's that. But Pogba is an interesting one because they play well together and Pogba has that creativity in him as well. He's playing deeper and he is a huge differential. So if you want to go something different, if you're going for, if you're chasing down mini leagues or, or whatever... Good different, you know. It's, yeah, it's what you're going for. It is, but one thing about Pogba as as an owner, watching the um, watching United attack the last day, he's he pretty much is always he hangs back. He's um he's hanging back, and he's pretty much like the second or third wave of United attack. So it's nearly if the ball gets slowed up enough, he's permission to move forward. Whereas other than that, he's the man staying about ten yards back as the ball. As the, when they have to retreat a little bit in the attack, and it's you know Fernandez is very much the man at the at the centre of the diamond, kind of just just behind Rashford pulling the strings there. Whereas um, I like obviously you want to have your guy who's who's there in the attack in every attack as opposed to yeah. one and three. Uh, but, yeah, uh, right. but uh, listen, enough about United. I'm, I feel sick talking about. Yeah, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's 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 move on. I'm gonna come to you on uh, on the team that um, what we're in form and suddenly. They lose to a, a relegation. It reminds yeah. me of Liverpool. So let, t- t- tell me about Chelsea. What? what do you yeah. Think? Well, looking at Chelsea, I mean, they've got Watford, Palace, and Sheffield United in the next three, followed by Norwich. That's a bit of a mixed bag on paper, as we saw tonight with them. Um, of course, the Blades, a hard team to predict going by their fixtures since the restart. They like they bet a hapless uh, Spurs side tonight, despite the Harry Kane consolation. However, Norwich and Watford doubtlessly offered the potential for the for big holes. Um, looking at their stats, Chelsea they kind of they rank second for shots per game behind only Man, Man City with 16.6 shots per game. So that's good, and they get a decent number on target. One thing with them, like the eye test, um, from an eye test point of view, I kind of find them hard to predict what way they're going to be, as the West Ham result kind of showed. Um, there, there's a couple of midfielders mainly of interest for me, headlined by Christian Pulisic. Um, he gave everyone, of course, a fright this past game week with a bit of a fitness scare in the Blues uh, Cup fixture, but um, two assists. Um, he's owned still by under 7%, which I thought would be a little bit higher um, and costing just 7 mil. Um, he's a great option for me for those who want Chelsea coverage but are tiring of Abraham blanking. And speaking of Abraham, uh, the England forward hasn't scored in the Premier League since game week 22. And for me, he's a sell or a definite avoid for me, regardless of those fixtures. Um, the other choice is, of course, the man at the moment, William. Um, looking at his, this probably is going to be his Chelsea swan song. But similarly to Bruno Fernandes, who we mentioned a minute ago at Man United, his set-piece role and the quality makes him, for me, like he's a very attractive asset. I've always been a bit of a fan of him. Game time has always been 
um, our main concern with William. He's owned by even fewer managers than Pulisic and a whopping third of the number of owners as Mason Mount, who's owned by 15%. Um, he is my choice, really, from the, blo- from the Blues. He started seven of the last eight games, with the odd one out being this past loss to West Ham. So, um, in my opinion, he should probably start against Watford, and um, Lampard needs to keep the pace up. So, I think he's he's the form guy alongside Pulisic. I think uh, Willian is one that I will definitely have on my watch list when I do kind of divest a little bit of um, my man, you know, or my Liverpool and Man City money. But um, Marzi, come to you on our next team we're going to cover tonight, which is Spurs. And I've, we have added in Sheffield United to this because, as I mentioned on Twitter earlier on, the uh, we had planned on just avoiding them at the moment because looking at their fixtures, they don't look, and a lot of us haven't relied on them for defensive points for quite a while. But um, they look like have been a little bit shocking since the restart. But um, what's your Spurs and Blades thoughts? Yeah, uh, really good analysis on Chelsea. I agree, William, as a defender, is, is, is huge. It sometimes can be a bit frustrating. But yeah, on Spurs, talking about frustrating, I mean, I was watching the game, and sometimes I I, I, I question myself when I want to pick a player and go, where is Son when the attack is happening and he's not in the box? He was so out wide that it's just it's so annoying because Kane was playing up against three centre-backs. So, I mean, what was the point? It was so easy for Sheffield, Sheffield United to defend against them because he was by himself and there was no support. When actually, it's funny that they scored and they looked a bit more threatening when Son a li- looked like a little bit he was kind of like uh, tucked in a little bit. But that's when uh, when basically he threw all the strikers on. They are really frustrating to watch, and um, I thought they were, they were unlucky with that decision. But VAR is VAR, whatever. You look at their fixtures actually, and they've got Everton at home, Bournemouth away. Arsenal at home and Newcastle away. They're actually not bad pictures from, uh, um, fixtures from like, you know, the Derby, you never, you never know. Everton have been, they, they, okay, not, not great, not pulling up trees, but also defensively they can be suspect. And, and then you've got Bournemouth in there. So I, I've got Son and I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep him. The problem with Kane is, yes, Kane is going, and he scored today. Fair play to the owners who got him in. You know, that's two goals in two games. But with his price, can you go somewhere else? Yeah, of course you can and save some money somewhere. You know, there's so many other forwards that are uh, doing just as well. And then you've got uh, the other one that I've seen people around is Aurier. Listen, he's he's so attacking. It's just, if you're expecting a clean sheet from Spurs, it's it's really as... As uh, as often as a defeat for Liverpool, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Not very often. Not very often. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is, um, you know, Mourinho sticks with his like trusted players and doesn't like to rotate too much, right? But they have um, they're one of the worst teams for recovery period between the games between th- thirty three and thirty five. They have literally uh, sixty eight hours, so that like that's just under three days. They've got games. So, will there be rotation? I can see maybe, you know, he's got Bergwijn and he's got Lamella and Ali. Ali didn't start today. I still think Kane will play most of the games and so will Son. But it's just something to watch out for. Now, quickly touching on Blades. Um, Look, I think they've had a magnificent season. Um, I think, uh, uh, you know, they they, they did well. Um, Today, I I was surprised. Uh, they they got back their uh, their mojo for sure. I won't touch their attackers only because I think there's a lot much better of, of a lot more attacking teams. If you have the you, their defenders, look, they're a good defending team and they are their, their defenders are assisting and attacking. So keep them. You know, it's, it's a keep. And with regards to their recovery period, because they also have a quite um, 
like um, a, a smaller squad than most. They've got about three days and two days, you know, just under 70, just over 72 hours uh, recovery. So uh, the problem is it's a small team. And when you have a small team, who's going to come in and, and make a difference? And they've got injuries now. Fleck is still out. Lundstrom is out. So let's see. I, I still think for me, they are not a team that I would go for. If you have their defenders, you keep them and that's it. Um, t- tell me about Leicester because, oh my God, they are struggling. Yeah, this is going to be short and sweet, Mersey. Um, the um, Palace, Arsenal, Bournemouth in the next three. Like, that offers a bit of potential, followed by the Blades, Spurs and United. It offers a bit of potential, but I'm not liking at all the way um, the way Leicester look on the pitch. They're statistically, they've looked good because, as their league position does show, they're good with shots per game, defensive numbers pointing towards them being like a top six, top five um, side in all areas. However, the, from the eye test, they have not impressed me at all since the restart. As we mentioned earlier on, with the likes of Bournemouth, Palace, these player, these teams, we expected better from Leicester, but. I'm not at all liking, they don't look sharp. They look like Liverpool tonight, to be honest with you. They look a little bit kind of leggy, toothless, um, just uh, not not really, not aside with that fixture list um, and with their players, or the way their players are playing, I'm not fancying them at all. Um, I personally would. I wouldn't want to have any Leicester. Um, defensively, in attack, Anthony at all, there's a lot better mo- value for your money that you can get for Vardy and players that were on for- in form. Um, I think Vardy, of all the Premier League strikers, I think he majorly relies upon service. And um, yeah. and for me, he's not getting the service at all at the moment. Um, yeah, I agree. No, I agree. The um, next up, we wanted to talk on the champions. <laughs> yes. The um, Liverpool. The so, so we'll, you know, tonight's game, we will hope, is just a bit of a blip. And um, and one that maybe will give Liverpool a bit of the kick and the gonads they need to actually finish the season strong and be ready for the next one. What's your thinking? Definitely. Oh, definitely. I mean, listen, they didn't even play bad today. It's just I think City were brilliant. City wanted to make a point. And City were just more clinical. It's as simple as that. And uh, maybe some of our players are still a bit drunk. <laughs> um, but yeah, listen, look. Fixture... City and Liverpool, you don't really look at the fixtures, but look at the fixtures. Aston Villa at home. Brighton away, Burnley home, Arsenal away. Those, those are the next four. Look, with Liverpool, I think it's going to be about are the main players going to play and are we going to see rotation? And I've said this on Twitter before and I'll repeat it. I do think and I hope that this is, this is our pre-season right now. We're starting our pre-season and he's got the whole team together. It's the best time for him to blood in some, some of the youngsters that might not get the chance in competitive games. Because if we are, as we're saying, we're not going to buy, we're not going to invest because of the financial situation. And I completely understand that. This is not football manager. This is real life. And I'd la- I'd rather my club be well well run than go gung-ho. Fine. Then use the young players alongside the first 11. So I don't expect to see 11 young players like we, do- we saw at Aston Villa, for example, for the, Carlin- for the Cabuero Cup. Ha- however, I do expect and hope to see, for example... You know, you Nico Williams as a backup to Trent. Because if something happens to Trent, you want to know that you have a right back that can step in. What better chance to give him a chance to play alongside Van Dijk and Gomez and with the big players? And then you've got people like Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, who could play in midfield and up front. Uh, maybe even a young centre-back with, with uh, Matip injured again and maybe Lovren going, uh, like Hoover, for example. Um, so I think, you know, th- that's one thing, looking at bedding the youngsters in. Uh, the other thing is is that 
the the turnaround period. You've got uh, just um, just over three days, and then less than two days. And Klopp has already touched on it. He said, "We he said, yeah, we would love to get to 100 points, absolutely. But also, we have to be realistic. We have a lot of games in short period of time, and he needs to use his squad, and he will. So I I expect people like Minamino and Keita and Ox to also play and get more game time. Um, and the, the other thing, coming back to those youngsters, is you know, with, like uh, as as prim, as pr- Premier League champions, did, did we mention that? That we're the champions. Let's say it again. As a Premier League champions, you get a certain amount of money. Sorry, you broke, you, you broke up there, Marzi. I didn't hear. What are we? Premier League champions 2019-2020. Okay. I thought, I, thought, I thought you said world champions there for a minute. And I was European going to champions. tell you you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, listen, you get a certain amount of medals and you have to have five appearances. People like Nico... Now he's, he's come on. He's on his second. Harvey has two. Curtis has one or two. Mm. Um, now these guys, listen. Imagine the confidence they're gonna get yeah. by getting that medal and being part of the team. But one thing, one, one thing I would say though is, from an FPL point of view, um, I think as a Liverpool fan, I 100% agree that these players, Nico Williams, my boy Divock, these uh, young stars of the future. <laughs> Uh, they, they. One thing we have to um, be aware with them, though, is like if Nico comes on, say, you know, you, I know you've got Nico on your bench as your kind of Trent backup, but one thing we have to realize is probably we're not going to expect the same kind of output from world class players. If a young player comes in, you're not going to expect obviously the same kind of output from him as you Absolutely. would with that star. Absolutely, but he's four million. Mm. So for me, you know, I've got him on my bench in case he comes in for Trent. Mm. Now, somebody asked me, would you ever start him? I don't know because what I'm worried about is I start him. He doesn't start and comes on now like he did for the last 10 minutes. Yeah. So I would rather start with Trent. He'd probably end up with the same of... amount of points as uh, as Trent will, actually, Marzi. One point, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'd rather start with Trent. And if mm. Trent doesn't play, it will be Nico. So yeah. I've got him covered as and, and, and as I play with three at the back. He will come in. But it's it is one of these things. What way what way are you looking to deal? Bringing it to brass tacks so with um with the FBL assets. What way are you looking at Mane Salah? Is it just a case of like I'm thinking, you just stick with who you have, they're gonna play most of the minutes in the remaining fixtures. I think Mane Salah are gonna play most of the minutes um as we wind down the season. <coughs> So is it a yeah. case of which are big guns, just stick with them, or are you thinking of divesting away a bit from, from them? At the moment, I'm sticking. I've got TAA, I've got Salah, and I'm sticking. I expect um, I expect rotation, but mm. like I said, for Nico, I've got cover, and if Salah doesn't play, then I'll have to rely on my bench, which I'm fine with. I've got uh, playing players, not amazing, but they'll play. I think there will be games where they'll be rested. I think um, we can't second. For now, I'm keeping. Unless I see club going mental and going with 11 changes in games and the other the other good point is if they don't play one game and he's not doing big changes you guarantee that he's that your player is going to play the next game probably be a capable option mm. you know if Mane misses the Villa game he's playing against Brighton for sure because he's two days after yeah so I expect I, I do expect some changes but I'm keeping the guys um, it, people ask me who do you think you know play? I don't know who's going to play against Villa but I'll tell you one thing well Salah played less games than Mane since the start so is money to your risk, maybe, but I'm not gonna second try and go into club's brain and second second guess it. So I and, expect both would want to play. Yeah, and who do you think I mean if 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 Mane doesn't play, I mean it's a toss up between it could be Divock playing out left, it could, could be, be Divock, uh, I would it could be Minamino, 
you know, could the, be Minamino, could be Elliot. Yeah, there's any list of players. It's impossible to predict. So yeah. I think at the, yeah, I think you're right. Just let's let's just see how things ride out. Um, with I the mean, champions, listen, we can. Yeah, we can we can talk about Liverpool for a whole pod, but yeah. I think our our, our fans uh, might turn off. And so t- talk to me about another impressive team, Wolves. Wolves, yeah. Um, Wolves are my next team to talk about. Uh, they have Arsenal, the Blades, Everton in the next three with Burnley, Palace and Chelsea to round out the season. Um, looking at those, their stats, they have only 12.5 shots that's and 8 on target per game, which is distinctly meh numbers, which has translated towards their post-lockdown form. They've won games without looking like they're really kind of clicking in attack. However, as anyone who has listened to me on occasion will know, um, ma'am, I'm talking to you. Um, I'm a big fan of Wolves. Uh, Patricio and Goal offers a, an alternative to Leno, Schmeichel or Pope. But uh, for me, I prefer um, Pope or as a more differential. The similarly price, priced at 5.3, Dave De Gea, as you have Mersey at United. Um, Doherty offers, of course, mega attacking potential, as does the consistent, if not spectacularly performing, Jimenez. 1-0 wins over Villa and Bournemouth aren't exactly the stuff us fantasy managers have in our wet dreams, are they, Mersey? So, uh, <laughs> so for me, the key to Wolves clicking is the presence or lack thereof of um, of Traore. His speed really puts defences on the back foot and open spaces up for the teammates. Um, he's only played, looking at his numbers there, 120 minutes in the last three games since the restart, but only one start. In those three games, um, he, we had hoped that the break may have helped him heal fully, but it seems that he's still being nursed a little bit. Being optimistic, though, I hope it's a case of um, of them easing him into full fitness ahead of what's more challenging league games ahead and a date with, of course, Olympiacos in the Europa League. Um, for now, I don't know about you, Mersey, but I'm up, I'm thinking I'm going to hold um, my my spur, my Wolves assets, who are Darty and Jimmy, for now, and um, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on on Traore as a divest those shares in City and Liverpool potentially in their premium assets the uh, Traore I mean he's still 5.8 million and it is hard to fathom when you actually look at him playing that he is that price but uh, I do like sometimes to end the season with players that we know will be like 2-3 million more expensive probably next season um, and I think he's definitely a candidate for that but um, Marzi come to you on the team who have well and truly trounced the champions tonight but um Man City, what are your thinking? What's your thinking on Man City? You've gotten in Mares, you were telling me pre-pod. Um, but yeah. uh, is is it a case? Are you thinking triple up on Man City, but just maybe divest a little bit from those more expensive options? <laughs> you know, I had moved away. I had no City uh, for the last two games, and it it, it would have been. Oh, Ryan Mares. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. Just so you know, ninety fourth minute. Um, I'm in at the moment. It's been here. checked by VAR. No Mar- goal. No goal. No goal. Mars is like 30 seconds no ahead of me. Yeah. He would have been good for my <laughs> FBL team, but five would have hurt. So, uh, Marzi, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead there. No worries. Uh, look, yeah, I'd moved away. Um, looked at you know the 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 Chelsea game and this game, and I thought you know like, let me go away. But listen, I think sit fantastic since since I've come back. I mean. I don't know how they lost to, to Chelsea. I'm glad they did because it's over and we can relax and we're, we're happy. We're, you know, but uh, they have been absolutely fantastic. And I said they're one of the teams that uh, this the, the the atmosphere of the football suits them. It's not the joke. You know, we joke that they have no fans. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, some of their fans stuck with them in Division 2. But it's the possession football. It's the lack of pressure on them, actually. They are so good at keeping the ball and grinding teams out. 
that it's fantastic. And also, they are so bloody clinical. You know, like I said, with City and Liverpool, you don't even look at the fixtures, but they've got Southampton away, Newcastle at home, Brighton away and Bournemouth at home. Yes, I've just brought Mahrez in and I probably would look at somebody like for then other options, obviously people, you know, KDB, if you've got him, you keep it. I mean, I, I sold him, but if you're, if you're, if you're solidating, if you're consolidating your, your spot, you absolutely do not do anything with KDB. If you chase him like I was, maybe, but maybe it's not even worth it and just bring him back. Um, now, th- yes, you can go for a defender because they're not, um, um, letting in many goals, but I think, whereas I think United defenders have been contributing, I actually think, City defenders have not been a bit... Mm, they, they, Mendy and Walker, I expected a bit more from them, but they're not really contributing that much. It's all coming more down the mm, middle. KDB's yeah. been just unbelievable. And Foden. Um, and and the, 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 attacking, um, the attackers on the wings, you know, the Sterling, the Silver, they cut in and stuff. So I would think it's money... I think you can spend your money somewhere else unless you go for somebody like Edison, who you know will definitely start, by the way. Will they rotate? I mean, we can't second guess, but it's the same with Liverpool. Mahrez didn't play today, didn't start. I brought him in and I guarantee he will start against Southampton. Um, will these guys start? Like, you know, with, with Aguero in, injured, will Jesus start? Yeah, he came off early. Probably will, but he also showed that he can play without him and then put Silva as a, as a false nine. They've got a ridiculous depth in their squad. That you, mm-hmm. could, you, you get your players, you stick by them, don't keep switching. Um, and yes, I absolutely think uh, with these fixtures and the no pressure as well he will want to keep the rhythm going for the cup and Champions League when it starts again they're playing with no pressure they're definitely getting second place absolutely yeah and uh, one thing as you mentioned there Foden for me Foden is the number one person that budget you know of them budget guys of the young lads that we expect to get more game time Foden, as I mentioned last week, I think he is the number one person I have to have in because for his price, I think Pep is going to play him in most of the games. Um, he definitely will get major minutes in each game anyway, whether he starts or not. And uh, but he's he's the one for me um, of of all yeah. of them. Even I prefer I prefer actually at this point because I think every time I watch Foden playing that I don't own him. I'm kicking myself more than, you know, when you were saying there about selling KDB and going into a game week without KDB. It just feels like such a no-brainer, the, the talent of that of that kid, like, and the opportunity they'll have in these final games. Um, I think he's, uh, yeah. he's one I want. It's, it's, it's great, and, and he's taken his chance. Mm. He's taken his chance. Will he start every game? Probably not, but at his price. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Um, now, next uh, up, who, tell what us am about I on, Mersey? Yeah. Mm. Arsenal, Arsenal. Talk to me about Arsenal. Mm. Arsenal, they're um, they're they're against they're against Wolves this week, so that should be a good game. And um, then they've Leicester, Spurs, Liverpool, followed by the seemingly tasty fixtures against Aston Villa and Watford. Um, those fixtures may not look too good on paper, with even those final two being against teams who may be fighting for their Premier League survival at the time. But they do mean that Arteta will be likely unlikely to deviate much from his strongest eleven each week for the foreseeable. That means that if I owned Aubameyang, um, who I know that all all he's pretty much the first name every opponent looks at when they look at, at Arsenal. But um, Aubameyang, I wouldn't necessarily be looking to move him on at the moment. Um, with Aubameyang, you just need to accept the fact that he 
is a one and two performer for every big game like he produced this past week he'll have a frustrating one that you wouldn't even notice that he's playing for me the budget picks that's Saka who just by the way signed a new deal for Arsenal and Nketiah up front they're outstanding choices as occasional starters maybe uh, um, you know just by, or as that first sub kind of that rotates on and off Aubameyang himself doesn't fulfill the simple criteria I like to have with my premium picks that which is simply am I confident in putting the armband on him um, and I don't like to be majorly frustrated I don't like these kind of frustrating players that you have high hopes for and let you down badly and Aubameyang for me kind of he he just fulfills he, he definitely fills that category for me um, but uh, for those that are willing to patient he's a, he's a viable choice especially for those planning on selling those expensive Liverpool City players as I've mentioned a few times people probably aren't going to be short um, their budget they could be you know what I mean there's a lot of players that potentially will add a lot of value and if you want to pick Aubameyang as your kind of premium forward I wouldn't really argue with you um, personally with Noel Guerrero with Vardy doing diddly squat it's you know I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with someone if they do want to kind of go that way um, because I do think he will play pretty much every game but as we mentioned before playing out wide and being kind of a little bit hot and cold um, he personally won't be one that I'd be going for um, but Enketia, um Marzi you were mentioning I know in our whatsapp chat he's one that you definitely have your eye on he's looked very very good so far and for his price he really is looking like a, a rival to Greenwood as kind of that top young yeah. forward at a real bargain price. Yeah, I, I, I got him in to facilitate bringing Morris and I got rid of uh, Calvert Lewin. Just, I think I'm just wanna, I just want to, I wanted to go five strong midfielders and um, yeah, he he will sit on the bench and if he comes on, thing is, I would I would have wanted him to start against Nor if I was an owner and you know you against Norris you'd want to start that game. And the fact that it didn't kind of worries me a little bit, but maybe, maybe, um, you know, uh, um, what, what, what's the manager's name now? Arteta. <laughs> Arteta. Thank you, thank you. I, I was like Pep Guardiola. No, it's not. Arteta will, um, you know, wanted to give him a rest, or he definitely likes him. You brought him back. He's given him game time. I agree. At his price, is absolutely worth. I mean, I've seen people talk about going four five one with only one striker and having Greenwood and and Inketia. Yeah, you need to be brave to do that because if both of them are Benched, you need definitely you need a, a strong nine other players apart from your other main forward. Mm. Um, but why not? You'll have a very strong midfield and defence if you do that. And if you're putting both of them on your bench, you're going to have a bit of a, a lineup for your subs, probably nightmare every week. <laughs> because mm. yeah. I, I, yeah. I probably prefer to just pick one of them and go for it, uh, and not not be pricking around with two. To be honest with you, but uh, but yeah. It, it, that, it sounds to me like a bit of a recipe for a headache and I don't really like those headaches I like to have pretty much set and forget maybe one sub that I would be kind of <coughs> rotating on and off um, yeah it's the, the issue that I have with four, with four or five at the back is, is as we see okay look at the start the goals were dry but now I, th I see the teams are getting back into the rhythm teams are opening up teams are going for things and you see um, like Newcastle yesterday Last minute clean sheet gone. Today, late. Last oh. minute clean sheet gone. Yeah. I can see those things happening. And, you know, with defense, like, uh, for me, I think 3 5 2 is still the right, the right move forward. But I can see why somebody wants to play it different and go 4 5 1 and have those two on the bench. Mm. For me, for me, the three, the three premium, as much as we, you know, talking a little bit of strategy and formation, the three at the back is the one definitely for me, as you mentioned. 
but like with say uh, say Wan Bissaka at Man United, you have Trent, you have Doherty. They were all teams that are you know and premium attackers. But um, you know, clean sheets are something I think I always think of as being a little bit of a bonus when you have that kind of attacking talent at uh, um, in the defensive position. So I don't really mind putting in um, if you if you have a fourth a fourth defender. Like the likes of Lascelles will probably be the gun that I'll be rotating, um, rotating mm. with my third forward. Um, you know, it's not one that I'll be playing every week. As you mentioned, Newcastle are like a headache. I flip him, got him yeah. in, and I went. I knew for a fact. I saw eighty-seven minutes, four <laughs> nil, four nil up, and I went. They're going to concede. They're just going to concede. I know for, but uh, they're watching. They're showing. They're showing all the replays of the goals here. The um, the Man City goals. So uh. I think I'll just avert my eyes for a moment. But uh, Marzi, we'll kick on with our listener questions. We got a ton in, so um, have you have you got them in any kind of group yeah. for us? Got them ready. Yeah, we've got a few for sure. Uh, FBL Orkul, at FBL Orkul. His rank is utter shambles, so he wants us to pick two differential midfielders to replace McGinn and the Kore. We'll have 13.5 million to play to have fun with the rest of the year. The rest of it feels Salah, Sterling, Bruno. Great pod, boys and girls. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we touched on it a lot. I think Foden is absolute differential. Pulisic, Willian, those are three that come to the top of my head as um, differentials that you can have fun with because they're attacking, they score goals, they are teams that are going for it. Foden is like we just, we, we touched on it. Anybody else that you'd say a midfielder that is uh, well, differential? One player that um, last week's guest, uh, Hindu Monkey, actually was talking about was uh, Saint Maximin from um, from oh, Newcastle. Oh yeah, of course. He's like yeah. he's he's basically like the equivalent of um, Adam Traore, um, another player who you might be looking at too, um, because of his injury. Not a lot of managers have Traore, and Maximin definitely even less. But um, both of them very exciting. Both of them like Maximin. I don't Newcastle don't have a massive amount to be playing for. But um, I think he looks like a player that you know he wants to impress, probably to move away, get away from Newcastle. But um, no disrespect, of course, to their to their fans. Um, but it's <laughs> but but yeah, it's um, he'd be a player that I probably would consider. He looks always he's always looked good whenever I've seen him, um, and not just when he scores goals. But um, yeah, those would be my two. Yeah, yeah. There we go. You got um, we gave you five five options there, so um, plenty of choice and definitely. All of them are better than McGinn and Dokori. One mm. we didn't touch on is Saar. He's another differential. I've got him in my team. He's a bit frustrating. So Watford, they've got two good games after Chelsea coming up. And I think I'm, I'm holding for now unless I decide I've had enough. But yeah, there's plenty of choice, actually, which, is, which makes it interesting. Mm. Uh, Husky Nation. Husky Nation 1. Wild card thoughts. Thinking of going little at the front and big elsewhere. So we talked about that. So he wants uh, TA, VVD, Doherty. KDB more Bruno Mares Martial then Jimmy and Greenwood is that crazy? I see no value in strikers. We touched on it, Don. So quickly, what do you think? Is it crazy? Yeah, it's not crazy. But one thing you do have to be, you know, the, the strikers, big big name strikers and big price strikers are they do have their price tag for a reason, um, and they probably will be if you or you'll be avoiding a lot of bullets every single week is the way I'd be thinking of it. Um, if you do go that kind of cheap, but you know what, have a bit of fun the last few game weeks, especially if you're rank and you really want to just take a risk. What's the worst that can happen? Um, you know what I mean. Just uh, have fun with it. But yeah, you'll probably need a big couch to be hiding behind a few times 
during these remaining game weeks. Yeah. I think... <clears throat> I don't think it's crazy. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with going strong, strong 9-10. But, yeah, it's... Uh, problem is, if so, yeah, if some of your midfielders don't start and then they don't start and they only come on for a cameo... But then this is a risk everybody's taking. I think, look, if you're chasing and you want to have fun, go for it. Why not? It's something if, different. If your number one striker, though, is Jimenez, what would you be kind of thinking of? If he was your... He's your start every week forward and you have just two budget guys, um, the likes of Greenwood or Enketia or something like that, alongside. Mm. Or Divock, another mention. Um, I think people, I think, I think people <laughs> must be playing drinking games, hopefully, at this point, with uh, Divock mentions on our podcast. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move well, on before we, we get to a level where we're yeah. suggesting somebody like I don't know. Right, uh, uh, FBL Craig at John Smith Spurs. Which Chelsea need to go for? Pulisic looks on fire, but William is outscoring him and has all set plays. Look again. Um, the, the good thing is with the questions and the topics that we talked about, we realised that we're addressing the the questions. So hopefully, you enjoyed the discussion that we had about Chelsea. I do think both of look. Right now, Police seem to be the ta- darling of uh, of the community. He's definitely an exciting player. And um, on our uh, Twitter account, I saw uh, I commented uh, about uh, a thread on the eye test. Uh, let, let me just uh, because I want I want to give the guy a, a shout out because it was it's a really good thread talking about eye test and positioning. While, of, uh, sure, while you're looking that up there, the well, I'll give my little as I mentioned earlier on, William would be probably the one I would be plumbing for of the two but um i do think that a lot of people probably will go more policy direction for the simple reason yeah. that as we think willigan is on his way out if these if say in the last two or three game weeks if chelsea don't have a massive amount to play for in the league and their position is pretty much solid then maybe he will get kind of phased out and as as lampard plays players who will be playing for him next year as we mentioned this is kind of the pre-season for next season now so uh if mm. you know that that's a potential worry um but um yeah i i william is the one i pick of the two yeah it was fbl analyzer and he did the thread on uh Pulisic and his his positioning of uh, in the bo- he's always in the box he's always in the right position it's been the supply been the issue and look, the guy goes for goals. He's he's always, you know, I, I like him. I like watching him play. With William, I, I, I like you. I really like William. The problem is you may be relying on somebody for set pieces or a wonder goal because he comes across, uh, he, he can be a little bit frustrating sometimes, mm. whereas Pulisic could be more involved. That's it, really. There's not much between them. It, it's uh, both are differential. So I would say Pulisic is probably the little bit safer. And mm. yeah. William could be the one that, on a, on a good day, might have a higher ceiling. That's, yeah. that's what it, that's pretty much what it is. Yep. Right. Uh, average at FPL. At average at FPL. Uh, thoughts on Dominic Calvert Lewin replacement brought into Rory a couple of game weeks back, but for, for some reason Nuno doesn't to give him regular ninety minutes, no matter how good he plays. Seeing him on the bench this game week was annoying. My gut says stick with him. Okay, so I think there's two questions here. Thoughts on DCL replacement and about Torore, and I think. I'll touch quickly on DCL because I just sold him. I just found Everton being a little bit frustrating and not... Look, I want to go for players that are playing for teams that are scoring a lot of goals. I know it sounds like a Michael Owen comment, but, you know, you look at United. <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? United, City, Liverpool, they're playing this free-flowing football and going for it. And 
you know, these guys could easily get you double-digit holes. I got Calvert-Lewin on my wild card because I thought they had some, some good options. But I've been left a bit frustrated. And frankly, because I don't care about Everton nor him as a player that I want to watch, I, I thought, right, he's one of my front three that I could sacrifice uh, and go with five with five in midfield. So I think that I definitely think uh, Calvert Lewin is sacrificeable. And they you know they've got Tottenham next. We just touched on their defence, but they, they their fixtures coming up are a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, but he's a certain starter. He's the main striker there, and I think he will play most of their games. So for security, he's probably one of the best. Um, we touched on Torore. Don, do, do you have anything else to say on Torore? You said hold. Yeah, no, no, I, I, no, I agree with you, Mars. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, cool. So I'll say Torore, you hold. It's a bit frustrating, but the fact that he didn't play last game, he probably will start next game. So it's just one of those you need to ride it off with. This I'm, game. I'm oh, with Torore. Yeah, I'm basically optimistic. What I'm thinking is that he is just easing him into it, and that it's more easing him into top fitness as opposed to trying to hold him back to try to stop him from mm, mm. getting re-injured, and that that's really yeah. what you're that's what you're gambling with. I think with Wolves, you know, Torore and Jota will be the two that will get rotated for fitness for everything, you know, and just with the with the right, he's he's always done it. Doherty's the other one, but he seems to not rotate him now as much. So if you pick Torore, or you know, okay, I wouldn't go Jota, but if you with Torore. Look at his price; he can easily be your four, your fifth midfielder. So just live with him being on the bench. But when he, he, the thing is, he can have an impact when he comes on. You don't need; he doesn't need to play a full game to get you points. Sometimes that's that's how good the guy can be. Uh, and I agree with you. I think Wolves play much better with him on the pitch because he just opens up and takes takes up so much of defenders' times, and people just get panicky when he's on. Mm. He, he runs at you, and people just panic and open space up. And his delivery and his final ball has been spot on. Yeah. Um, Right, Jonathan Strack at uh, J Strack one. Should I get a Man United defender? Currently, I have Martial, Bruno, and Rashford. Yes. So th- there's a couple of questions. Should he get a defender? But I mean, who would you sell out of those three? Uh, uh, Martial, Bruno, and Rashford. Oh, uh, Martial, Bruno, Rashford. Uh, probably Rashford. Actually, funny enough, um, of of the three, I probably would prefer to have. Um, I think Martial is more central. He's more likely to, um, as much as uh, you know, Rashford. If Rashford is on penalties, I would be saying Rashford to be the top, my top pick of the three. But um, personally, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit kind of underwhelmed with Rashford sometimes with owning him. Um, Bruno would be my number one, and I think Martial. He has that number nine position locked down. Um, so that that would be the way I would rank them. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I own Rashford, and he's, it's a bit frustrating when he's out wide, but. Mm. Um, I'm definitely not moving him before Bournemouth. No, before I'm, not, I'm not planning on But if I yeah, was picking yeah. it right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, is DCL worth holding? And should well, I consider? Yeah, and one thing he was asking there about the defence as well. He was saying, yeah. is is a you know defender essential? I think personally, if you if you don't have a Man United defender, I'd probably be going with De Gea and goal. I think it's a choice between the two, based on their fixtures, their motivation. They're pretty much solid lineup. Mm. Um, I personally would be between Dave De Gea or Juan Bissaka um, as my choices, really. I, I, I agree with you. I think for him, it's the fact that he already has three, so you have to sell one. I would say not yet. You know, you just, just sacrifice the clean sheet for now. They've got good fixture coming up against Bournemouth. Keep the three attackers. You're, you'll be hoping for a good big score, the way Bournemouth have played and the way United have played. And then after that, reconsider and see where you can spread your budget. And maybe, maybe 
go Rashford and get a defender instead. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think similar questions. A lot of people asking about DCL worth holding or not. Uh, we talked about it. Should I consider Willian or Polisic for Son? We talked about it. Last one. Do you think KDB will be rotated with FA Cup in mind? Absolutely not, Adia. I sold KDB and I regret it, but it's a decision that I made based on the fact that I know that there would be risk and he could easily get double digits every game. Mm. He's just ridiculously good. Yes, I'm a Liverpool fan, but I'm also not blind, nor am I stupid. He's one of the best, if not the best in the world at his position. Um, Will he be rotated? I don't know, but he doesn't need to be rotated. He can play 60, 70 minutes and still deliver. So that would be my answer. Mm. Thank you, Jonathan, for all these questions. Um, now, last but not least, um, got Cholum O. Oh, I should have asked you to. Cholum O. Canela. Cholum O. Thank you, Cholum O. Canela. Yes. Cholum. Thank you. Just yeah, Cholum. Cholum. Yeah. At Col underscore un. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> mid mid price. Mid apologies for butchering your name, but to be fair, Don has butchered Arabic names before, so I'm just giving them a payback. Uh, <laughs> mid-price mids if you could only choose one what would each amigo pick for the rest of the season from the below list Don how's your Aussie act Aussie mixed with Irish because you can be Kylie if you want or, as well I'll, I'll be Kylie right Mares, William Pulisic Martial Son or Richarlison pick one of them it's got to be Mares, mate I mean you just pop, pop you just pop them in your FBL team you forget all about them Guaranteed points every week. Oh my god! Uh, that was a great yeah, answer, Kylie. Okay. Thanks a million for that. Um, <laughs> Don, what about you? Well, I'm thinking is I probably would agree with my uh, with my Aussie counterpart as uh, Mares. I think will get plenty of minutes. Um, but who are my other options there? Mares, Willian, Willian, Pulisic, Martial, Son, or Richarlison. Ah. Uh. I'm not. I'm not keen on Son or Richarlison at their prices and at the alternatives that are around them. Um, yeah, I probably stick with uh, with Mares on that one. Agree. I think Mares, Mares, or Martial. If you don't have any other midfielders, is the other one that I would think of. Um, maybe one of the Chelsea mm. boys. But yeah. yeah. Um, and that's all we have. Back to you, Don. Excellent stuff. Um, so, Marzi, to round out our podcast tonight, um, the dynamic duo of me and you on our own. But um, the, we're going to talk about our captain picks and our lineup, basically, decisions for the coming game week. So, come to you first, Donna. Who are you thinking about uh, about captaining in game week 33? Uh, it's currently on Rashford. So, I had Rashford last week, this game week, and it's, it's been frustrating, but with Bournemouth. But, however, you know. You've got Salah playing. There's so many options, by the way. Salah playing Villa. Even Jimenez against yeah. Arsenal with their defence. Bruno um, is, is another one. So, for me, it will be either a United or a Liverpool player. At the moment, it's on Rashford, but I could swap. Now, after this performance, Klopp will be, like, fuming at them. Um, and I feel sorry for Villa. So, I don't know. At the moment, it's one of I've made my transfers. I have two free transfers, and I've done them. Calvert-Lewin's gone. So has Barnes. What an awful train that was. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, in comes Mares and um, Inketia. Yeah. Uh, for me, lineup decisions this week. I, I've transferred already. I've um, gone Wan-Bissaka in 
for um who did I actually take him in for? I oh Wambazaka in for uh, Mendy. So um I wanted to um to, to make a little bit of a, a change there on my back line. As we mentioned at Man City earlier on, I'm not majorly a fan of them defensively. Um and Mendy was my punt with my unlimited transfers, which didn't pan out um as much as he would have gotten a clean sheet tonight, which does hurt a little bit. But uh yeah, no, so uh so Mendy out for Wambasaka and Captain Wise will be on Mane, I'd say, against Dawson Villa. I do think at home that game I think will be um they'll want to prove a point and I think Liverpool will bring out their strongest squad. I if they if they had actually done a decent performance tonight if they if they'd given a decent showing of themselves i wouldn't have been surprised if there was a decent little bit of rotation but i think after that that he's going to put all of them lads back out there again um to sweat this out and uh, to sweat out their party <laughs> but uh yeah that's that's who my captain will be on and i think i'll bring in big big divok in instead of lascelles too to start the game um and take a punt on him uh, making an appearance during the game i'm i kid, kids you might be listening to me talking about divok and going that kid that lad's messing he's messing with divok i'm not messing with divok divok <laughs> is my boy and i will die on this ship i will i will die on this mountain <laughs> but uh he's not even joking no and uh folks that's all we got time for on tonight's podcast uh, we have been Mars, you can find at Mars05. Myself, you can find at the Marble Curse. Kylie, you can find in Temple Moor at KylieFBL. And, uh, my, oh, t- did I say Temple Moor? Screwed that up. It's Temple Bar. Oh, well, does it matter? Tem- oh, Temple Moor is the place where they do, um, where they train the guards. <laughs> <laughs> they train the guards in, uh, so unless, Mar- unless Kylie's got arrested tonight, uh, Kylie, who you can find in Temple Bar at Kylie FBL. And uh, the Three Amigos, of course. Make sure you're following our group account at Three Amigos FBL. The very best of luck to you in Game Week 33. Adios, amigos!